Welcome to the Vanguard Church Podcast. You're about to hear a sermon from Vanguard Church Central in the heart of Colorado Springs. With every message, it's our prayer that you hear and learn how to live out your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. May your faith be strengthened, your hope increased, and your heart inspired to live for Jesus no matter the cost. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. What I want to focus on a little bit is that with any extraordinary mission, there is an extraordinary cost. And I want you to know, I want to be as honest as I can be, as appropriate as I can be. Um, Tasha and I are as shocked as you all (laughs) that we made it to this moment. That's the truth. That's the truth. Every one of us have moments in our lives when we can't go on. When the demons of this life outrage our ability to experience the peace that God has for our lives. Those moments will come. And I want to invite you today to take your program, your Bible, or your internet device, and I'm not going to talk very long, but I want to talk to you about the extraordinary cost of exchanging your story for Jesus' story, saying to Jesus, you know what, I'll give up my story for your story. And Jesus' story is the greatest story in the world, but it's not the easiest story. And the story that Jesus has for your life will be the greatest story of your life. But as I said to Tasha this morning, why is it that if you lean into the calling God has on your life, your life gets about a hundred times harder? And it seems like if you just lean away, be a Christian, but lean away, you can have the blessings and not have to deal with the pain. I got an email this past week from my publisher on this Good Pastor book that I've been working on. My typesetter lives in the Ukraine. He can't find her. They, they, they can't make connection. Listen, we live in a scary world. We live in a broken world. We live in a world that is fraught with sorrow and darkness and difficulties. Jesus knew that. I want you to look with me at Matthew chapter 8, verse 18. When Jesus noticed how large the crowd was. Now, I would stop there and put a parenthetical note. I would celebrate. Look, look at the amazing things the Father has done. That's what we would do, and that's okay. But that's not what Jesus did. He instructed his disciples, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. When the crowd swelled, Jesus moved. When the crowd swelled, Jesus always moved from the comfort zone to the sacrifice zone. Here at Vanguard, real is not just a word. It actually has a much deeper meaning. And the, the, and the word real means realize the cost, embrace his commands, align your will to his, and love others into a real relationship with Jesus. And that first letter, realize the cost. That's a tough one. The obvious question, at least to me, is what's it going to cost me to follow Jesus? Could I get that in writing? What's it going to cost me to follow Jesus? Look at what Jesus says. 
in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone wants to be my follower, did you see that word? Did you see the word I saw? Wants. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. You don't have to do this. Do you want to do it? Have you lost your want to? I know I've lost my want to from a million zillion times. If you want to be my follower, here's what you've got to do. You've got to put aside your selfish ambition. So how do we exchange our story for his? Number one, you'll have to give up your selfish ambition. You'll have to give up your plans for his plans. You'll have to say to him, not my will, but yours. God will ask you something that may shock you, feel like a tragedy to you at first. I want to read you something that my 20-year-old sent me the week I wrote this message. And he's embarrassed that I'm reading this, but he did give me permission, okay? It's in the program. Our understanding of what is just and fair doesn't influence the measure of God's righteousness and justice. The scope of His wisdom and majesty far supersedes our conception and rationalization of justice. We become disillusioned when our conclusions of what we are to receive from God due to our actions don't coincide with reality. We lose faith. We doubt His goodness rather than bringing us to a place of further faith and dependence upon His plan. God can be righteous, we can be declared righteous in his eyes, and we can be afflicted by evil while living righteously for him. And all can remain true as these things are not mutually exclusive. And Joshua wrote, just a little thought I've been thinking. I texted him back and said, I'm just curious, did you write that? <laughs> he texted back, yes. All I can say is, wow, Joshua, whenever you watch this, I know he's helping lead worship at his church in Phoenix. All I can say is, wow, very well said. So here's my question from that. Are you disillusioned by some of the conclusions of your life? Are you disillusioned by some of the conclusions of your life? I am. So what do you do? See, God asks us, to give up something, and then he asks us to bear up under something. This is the tough part, in my opinion. Look at verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 24. Shoulder your cross. So number two, you'll have to bear up under something. Not only does God ask you to give up something to follow him. Okay. And I remember when one of the first converts of Vanguard, she came and she, she was professing lesbian, and she said, do I have to give up my lesbianism to follow Christ? I go, no. She was like, great. I said, you've got to give up everything. <laughs> if you're asking what you can keep, you ain't following him. That's how this works. You've got to give up something. Then you've got to bear up under something. 25 years pastoring this church, 30 years bearing up under the loss of a loved one. You know as well as I do, the most difficult moment in a person's life is when something good happens to them and you're looking around for the people that you wish you could celebrate with. And they're gone. 
They're gone. God asks us to give up something, to bear up under something, and then look what he says, Matthew 16, 24. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Listen to their response. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home, bury my father. That's reasonable. Jesus told him, follow me now. But those who are spiritually dead care for their own dead. Seems harsh, doesn't it? But here's the context. Back in that day, most people would say, hey, I'd love to follow you, Jesus. But the reality is uh, somebody's got to stay back here and take care of everything. And so I'll catch up with you when, when the ideal situation is perfect. I remember when my mother was killed, I, it was spring break of 1996, and I uh, spent that whole week, and I said to my dad, hey, I think I'm going to quit and s- stay home, and I'm going to quit college, and he's like, no, you're not. I was like, I'm not? He's like, no, you're not. You're going to do what God's called you to do. That was a moment. That was a moment, because he never wanted me to leave. He made that pretty clear. So look at what the religious teacher said, Matthew 8, 19. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you no matter where you go. Remember that moment in your life when you were that excited? God, remind me of that, Kelly. But Jesus said, Foxes have dens to live in, birds have nests, but I, the Son of Man, have no home of my own, not even a place to lay my head. Number three, you'll go somewhere you didn't expect. I didn't spend one moment of my childhood dreaming of living in Colorado. It's great. I love it. I love the life that God has given. But I never once imagined this for myself. Not once. Not once in my childhood did I get this idea that I think this, this is God's idea. And so God asks us to give up something. He asks us to bear up under something. And then he asks us to go somewhere we won't expect to go. And obviously it's geographical, but it's not just geographical. It's also emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, relationally, mentally. What area in your life is God asking you to go somewhere? And you're like, no, thank you. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. It's a real simple choice. Nobody can make it for you. What if the answer is no? No, I'm not going to do it, God. Do you know that Jesus is a gentleman? He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone will open their door. To their heart, I'll come in and I'll be with them. I'll be in relationship with them. We'll do things together. We'll... But see, Jesus is a gentleman. He's not going to go where you don't welcome him. Matthew 16, 25, if I say no to the Lord, if you try to keep your life for yourself, Kelly, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you're going to find true life. So what are you white-knuckling? Matthew 16, 26, and how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but you lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul? By the way, that's the only part that's going to live on. 
For I, the Son of Man, will come in the glory of my Father with his angels and will judge all people according to their deeds. Where's God asking you to, to go? And then where is he asking you to give up and bear up? I got on my two favorite shirts today. Identity is an important thing. Know who you are. This is who Vanguard is. We love people into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what we've done. By the way, that's what we're going to keep doing. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vanguard Central Podcast. We encourage you to go out and live your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. God bless you, friend. See you next time.